politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome in. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast, and it's a it's a very special podcast, because let me tell you, we have had a fantastic week, and one of the biggest things we got to do was got to be a part of the Celebrate the Family Expo with uh, as part of a, a uh, kind of a partnership with our friends at Birmingham Christian Family Magazine. Super cool event, and uh, it was full of all kinds of fun stuff that you could do with your entire family, and we got to go out, and it's my second year to do this thing, and uh, Lori Franklin... Who's a, who I consider to be one uh, one of my better friends after all my time in radio. Uh, she she's a part of this and she's the publisher of uh, of Birmingham Christian Family Magazine. This event had everything. It had uh, it had camps. It had um, financial services. It had uh, you know people running for office were there. The Humane Society was there. There were inflatables, all kinds of cool stuff. And in just a minute, we're going to hear the interview I did uh, yesterday with the uh with one of the folks from first priority now if you don't know much about first priority let me just tell you a little bit about them and uh and i'll let uh, debbie DeBoer in a few minutes uh, she'll give you all the details but they are an organization that allows for school kids to have a little bit of a christian start to their day and a christian presence in their life as a part of their school day and um it really is cool how they're doing all this stuff so you'll get all the details in just a few minutes from debbie DeBoer, and uh that we actually did this on location so you'll hear a lot of the sounds and the uh the atmosphere going on from the from the christian family expo uh, i mean from the uh, celebrate the family expo uh amazing stuff but before we get to that let me just tell you about uh, some other things that happened during the week. This has been a big week in the old Harvard house. Um, and I say this because of my little boy, Jack. Uh, you know, Jack's five years old. We're getting him ready for kindergarten this year. This kid's going to be in kindergarten. I can't believe it. I mean, it, it seems like just yesterday he was learning how to walk, but... Anyway, he's gonna be in kindergarten, and so we've been um, we've been having a week of firsts with him. We got to see his new school where he's gonna go to kindergarten, and he got to meet some teachers, amazing uh, folks there at his school. We're excited. He's excited. It's gonna be fantastic. But uh, this week we also let him pick a movie for family movie night. It's something we do every week. We uh, we do kind of a we'll pick a night. We'll do a kind of a family movie, and a lot of times it's a cartoon or it's a Disney movie or it's a you know something he's wanted to watch, and you know we all kind of just enjoy the time together and we laugh and we cut up and we eat way too much popcorn. Well, Jack picked a movie that neither Jenny or myself were really even all that ready for. He picked E.T., and so Jenny and I kind of looked at each other other and then we're like, are we gonna do this? Are we really going to do this? And in the end, we thought, you know what? It's about time. You know, he's going to learn some lessons today, I guess. So we got all the way through it. And but, I mean, I mean, E.T. And I'm not I'm not worried about spoilers because this thing's been out forever. But, you know, E.T. reached a point where E.T. dies in the movie. And Jack is just distraught. Is he di- is he dead, daddy? Is he did he die, mommy, daddy? Did he die? I mean, Jack's upset about this. And then E.T. comes to back to life, and Jack is just overjoyed. And then he's worried and excited when they're escaping 
the house, and at the very end, when E.T. goes home, Jack's just, he's sad because they're, uh, E.T. and Elliot are getting separated and all that, and at the end of this movie, I look at Jack, and I'm like, you okay, buddy? And he looks at me, and he's giving me this fake Chandler Bing-level smile. Like, he's trying to he, he's trying to smile, but it's not working for him, and so <laughs> I just grab him, I, I hug him, wrap him up in my arms, and he buries his face in my chest, and he just boohoos, just cries, and it was just... It was too much emotion for this little kid to be experiencing for the first time. He just couldn't handle it. And afterwards, you know, he, we, 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 we calmed him down and, you know, we talked. We read him some books before bed and we went to bed. The next day, he's tell, talk, telling me about how he and one of his stuffed animals, a stuffed Yoshi doll that he has, are connected now, like Elliot and E.T. were. And he'll tell me how he needs to phone home and he's playing. So, like, I'm thinking, hey, core memory activated sweet mission accomplished but uh but yeah my little boy saw his first uh emotional roller coaster this week <laughs> oh so big week big week um yeah and then you know we got the next day and did the celebrate the family uh the F- celebrate the family expo um Somebody asked me uh, earlier today, he said, how'd it go yesterday? I'm like, well, it's gotten to the point where Kevin Derryberry and I have started becoming friends, at least on, on my end we have. So we spent about half the day messing with each other in public, and that was a lot of fun. Got to ha- got to interview uh, James Spann, got to ha- interview Janice Rogers. Um, it was so embarrassing. I had so much going on at one point that uh, Janice Rogers came up, and I've been watching Janice Rogers on the air for quite a long time. And she got in front of me, totally blanked on her name and i'm like let me see you're not janet hall you're not linda mays i know who you are you know <laughs> and i'm like uh janice rogers thank you so much oh my gosh and i apologize later and she was very gracious but and and i'm hoping actually we're gonna get her on the uh, on the podcast later on uh also same with james Spann. hopefully we're gonna get him on the podcast uh later on because I, I think there's some really cool aspects to his story that i think we could really share so, uh, yeah, I had an amazing time yesterday at the Expo. Stick around. Coming up, we're going to give you uh, the inside scoop and actually a little taste of the atmosphere surrounding this thing as we talk to Debbie DeBoer there live on site. She's with First Priority, which is an, it has been an integral part of spreading God's good news to the youth in our community for many, many years. And uh, we were really pleased to have him as a partner for the event yesterday. So stick around for that. Also, stick around because we're going to talk about some cool stuff involving breakfast foods and also a Texas pastor is suing Kanye West. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give you all the details on that. Trust me, you'll want to hear them. All that's coming up. It's the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around. The Mark Harvard Podcast. I can't tell you how thrilled we are to continue our relationship with Excalibur Service Company. They are the people that I use in my house, and they're who I suggest you use in your house for all your home needs. Air conditioning, heating, duct cleaning, indoor air quality checks. These are the guys that can take care of it. They also offer emergency plumbing service because, you know, Plumbing doesn't break in the middle of, an, of a Saturday afternoon. You no, know, it always happens in the middle of the night or when you least need it to uh, to be breaking. They're the folks you call. Like I said, they're who I trust my family is to, and they're who you should trust as well. It's Excalibur Services. Give them a call, 205-352-4160. It's 205 352 
4160 or you can find them online excaliburservice.com and tell them you heard about them right here on the mark harvard podcast find us on facebook instagram and online at markharvardcreative.com the mark harvard podcast We are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Now, thanks for joining us this, this week. We've got a lot going on this week. And uh, first and foremost, we're here at the, at, the, at the Celebrate the Family Expo with Birmingham Christian Family Magazine, meeting people, having a blast out here. And uh, we're talking with cool folks. One of those cool folks is Debbie DeBoer with First Priority. Debbie, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks a lot. So glad to be here, Park. Now, you guys are one of the title sponsors of the Expo this year, and uh, I, I've, I know a lot about First Priority just from proximity, from you know back at the old station we dealt a lot with First Priority, but for the uninitiated, the people that don't know about what First Priority is, fill them in. Yeah, so excited. I've been a part of First Priority family for now about 25 years, but we are all about mobilizing the church to literally adopt a campus and be able to influence that school with the love and message of Jesus Christ. So we want to be able to partner along with the body of Christ and be able to give them a campus ministry focus. Middle school and high school is student-led, so we take Christian students from local churches and equip them and unite them into the largest mission field in America, which is their public school. And so our heartbeat is just to equip them and train them to release them to be able to share the gospel with their friends. Now, what does some of the programming look like? I mean, we, we know the see you at the poll stuff. Absolutely. That's a big thing. It but is. Uh, what does some of the other programming look like? Well, First Priority actually is a weekly presence that meets on the campus as a club meeting. And they're every single day of the week at different places. There's 270 campuses across greater Birmingham. 163,814 students. And so literally every single week, every single day, there is a different campus meeting, including starting in 2011, we began our Priority Kids Initiative, which was literally trying to get students at a younger age to be able to equip them with a biblical worldview, to equip them to be leaders so they could step into first priority middle school and high school better prepared in order to be able to evangelize and reach their campus. So, okay, so... It's, you say you keep, you keep saying student led. Yes. That's that's how this that's how this works, right? It does. That's right. So students have, believe it or not, just need the opportunity and to be equipped to be able to have that platform to share the gospel. So we literally have so many tools available for them where we, of course, can equip their local youth group. We have a First Party of America app that literally equips students with a strategy called Epic, Uh which literally is E, equipping students with the gospel, giving them a tool to know how to share the message of Jesus through our four icon bracelet that we have that teaches students that God loves them has a plan and purpose for their life we're created to be with them in uh-huh. his image and but sin divides us from his presence god is holy we are not we reject god's love all the time and we try to do things our own way uh-huh. so from the very beginning foundation of the world god had destined jesus to come and die on the cross for our sins to provide everything we need to reestablish our relationship with the father and then we encourage students to be able to ask their friends do you want to follow jesus do you know him so literally it's just equipping students to be able to use the, the relationships they have every single day at the locker with them in the lunchroom or wherever, but we just equip them with a plan so they know how to be able to reach their friends to go fishing for the gospel. So, okay, Debbie, how, how did you get into this? How, 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 what, brought you, what brought you to this? 
for well, you just personally? Well, believe it or not, I was one of those uh, teenagers that was raised in a Christian home, grew up in South Florida, came to Birmingham, went to Sanford, but believe it or not, was totally missing the call of God upon my life. I was doing my own thing, never asked Christ, what does he want to do in my life? And so literally by the time I finally figured out what the Lord was doing, all these teenagers at my local church kept coming to me and sharing their problems with me. I'm like, what are you, why are you telling me? What, what, what's going on here? Why, why are you coming? Literally, I was a minister of music at a local church, leading a choir, and all these students kept coming. And the Lord goes, I'm doing something if you'll just wake up and see. Mm-hmm. And so literally, as students were coming and sharing with me, figured out what God was doing. Hey, I quit my secular job literally went full-time into Christian ministry, working with students, and by the time I said yes, we had no teenagers. So met this amazing <laughs> man named Benny Prophet, who started First Party here in 1990 in yeah. Birmingham, Alabama, drew on a napkin for me. Why do you expect teenagers to come to where you are? Why don't you go where they are? So literally said yes, hit the campus the very next day. Sure. Never looked back. Has been. I've been literally serving the same campus, Oak Mountain Middle School, since mm-hmm. I started 25 years ago. Wow. And my kids have grown up and raised in it. They went to more club meetings around the city and baby seats and pumpkin seats and and just literally have been doing first party since, you know, I launched into ministry. And then as you're sowing that seed, it's just like the Lord gave us a youth group at our local church. We didn't have any teenagers, so we just literally went and got them and equipped them and invited them to come to church along with us. And the rest has just been history. So I love students. I don't care if they're elementary, middle school, high school, college. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We just want them to know that God loves them and has great purpose and destiny upon their life. And that God wants to use them to be able to impact their friends with the gospel. I can tell you're mildly excited about I it. I love it so much. It's absolutely amazing. And it just keeps us young because every day we go to a different campus and tell kiddos about Jesus and encourage students to step up and lead. And they just really need to be taught. I think kids can do amazing things. They just need somebody to show them and give them a strategy and a plan Mm -hmm. like First Priority does. That's all we are is a strategy and plan to already take what they already know from their local church and apply that to literally on their campus to be able to reach their peers. Well, you guys, you guys, you do some fantastic work. And we're so thrilled that you're here as, you know, title sponsors for the Celebrate the Family Expo. We're, we're proud of everything you're doing. I'm also going to want one of those bracelets, by the way. Absolutely. Um, yeah, those are pretty cool. And and, and also, just, you know, if, if, if anybody wants information about this, um, maybe their school doesn't have a chapter and they want to start one, yes. how can they get that information? What they need to do is basically contact us at firstprioryal.com. So it's literally info at firstprioryal.com. We would love to be able to follow up with them about beginning a student-led organization club at their school for middle school and high school. But we also have an elementary program called Priority Kids, which Uh is literally run by a group of parents and passionate people in the community that want to be able to raise up a generation to know and share the love and message of Jesus. So we have a Priority Kid program in the elementary schools that literally is not student-led, but we're using that as an opportunity to develop leadership but it's run by parents. So we have a certification program, background check, and a full video online training portal to equip parents to be able to know how to disciple their kids, but also to disciple their friends in the local elementary schools. Fantastic. David DeBoer from from First Priority, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, appreciate it. Stick around, more coming up. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Don't go anywhere. The Mark Harvard Podcast. 
You know, life is not always easy to navigate, and that's where our friends at All Things New Counseling Services, that's where they step in. They're going to help you get through some tough times. This time of year, people are looking at themselves. They're starting to think about all the things that they want to have a little different, and sometimes that goes hand-in-hand with some depression, some anxiety, some stress. The gang over at All Things New Counseling Services can help you out with that. Charmin and her team have an area of expertise that includes bipolar disorder, depression, eating disorders, substance abuse, PTSD, and trauma. And guess what? They also do telehealth. So no matter where you are, you've got someone who's there to listen and help you through some of those low times in life. Go ahead, check them out online, allthingsnewcounselingservices.com, and tell them that you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. We are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Thanks again to to, uh, Debbie DeBoer from First Priority for hanging out with us yesterday at the Celebrate the Family Expo. Hey, you know what? I love getting out in the community. If there's something you want me to, uh, to come do this, the uh, podcast from or if you'd like me to come visit your organization, uh, reach out to me, mark at markharvardcreative.com, mark at markharvardcreative.com. Also, thanks to our sponsors, we've got Excalibur uh, Service Company. Uh, they're who I use in my house, and actually they're set to come out tomorrow to do my uh, my uh, my quarterly inspection of my HVAC unit in my house. You know, with the seasons changing, that's something that I'm excited about doing because I, you know, they come out, they look, they check everything out, and I just know my air is going to work. I know that if it gets too cold, my heat's going to work. I don't think that's going to be an issue for a few months, but if it is, I'm ready. So I know that my family is going to be comfortable. You should do the same. And tell them you heard about them right here on the Mark Harvard Podcast. It's Excalibur Service Company, 205-718-8688, 718-8688. Also, check in with our buddies over at All Things New Counseling Services. That's allthingsnewcounselingservices.com. They are our, 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 I guess, our signature Christian counselor here on the program. And if you need to talk to somebody, life can be tough. It really can. And you can be a Christian and also need therapy. And that's okay because they're here for you. Uh, and you know what? No matter where you are, they can help you out. They, they do telehealth. They do uh, online counseling. And uh, they can be there for you. Charmin and the gang, they're the best at what they do. And they're fantastic. Go check them out. Allthingsnewcounselingservices.com. It's allthingsnewcounselingservices.com. Calm. Okay, so I mentioned the story earlier, and I've been teasing it, and I'm excited about it. So, okay, here's the thing. A Texas pastor is suing Kanye West. Now, Kanye is not someone who is a stranger to lawsuits, but this one's a little different. Apparently, he illegally sampled over a minute of one of this guy's sermons for a song on the, on the 2021 album Donda. Bishop David... Paul Moten, who's a pastor of Joy of the Lord Worship Center in Victoria, Texas. He filed a suit against West for allegedly using 70 seconds of audio from a sermon to create the track Come to Life. The five-minute song opens with the voice of the pastor in mid-sermon before West goes on to rap about his faith and loneliness and moving forward in life in the midst of difficulties. And he's being sued by this guy who claims the rapper and producer illegally sampled more than a minute of one of his sermons for the song. 
So Moten is claiming that West used his sermon without permission or compensation, and the preacher is also suing Def Jam Recording, UMG Recordings, and West's label GOOD, which is an acronym, G-O-O-D, music, saying in the suit that the other parties involved had engaged in willing or in willfully and erroneously sampling sound recordings of others without consent or permission. Now, the Houston Chronicle explains that music producers must obtain a clearance or copyright license for every sample that they use in their recordings. And while sampling fees vary from artist to artist, an artist of West likely could have obtained rights for a much cheaper price than he was being sued for. Uh, it's over on, uh, yeah, the, the, it's over on his album, the song Come to Life is uh, on the latest Kanye album. But what do you think? Because here's the thing. I used to work with a guy named Ronnie. He's Okay, okay, guy, but um, he used to do this thing called the uh, the war cry. Uh, if you're an old WDJC listener from back in the day, he did this, and there was a pastor that was uh, a number of pastors that was sampled as part of this thing, and he'd play some Carmen music and overlay the uh, the uh, the the pastor at a particular point when he was getting real fired up, and the whole thing's supposed to be this big rallying cry for uh for uh for justice and rallying cry to inspire people to stand up for their christian faith and that and that sort of thing and and some people really latched on to this thing but it makes me think i wonder if that was something that the station or the company could have been sued for now now ronnie has been out of, hasn't done this in quite a while so i don't think he's in any legal problems uh, and, and honestly, I, 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 I think he had permission, but I, I don't really think he's at the level where they're going to go after any money from him. But Kanye, of course, makes himself a target for so many people. He should have known better. You reach a certain point of success and you've got to start crossing those T's and dotting those I's because people smell money. And they're going to go after it. Now, This pa- I'm not saying that's what this pastor was doing. This pastor also could have just been saying, hey, that was part of a sermon. You took it out of context. When you take things out of context, you lose a lot of the uh, the theology behind what's being said. And so, you know, I mean, sermons aren't made to be taken out of, you know, three and five second or 70 second chunks, you know? So you've got to be very sure to stay faithful to what the gist of the sermon was about. So if Kanye used that sermon to mean something that it really didn't mean, but the audio just happened to kind of match up, well, that's misrepresenting what that sermon's about and misrepresenting what that pastor is meaning or is all about. So I get why you've got to be careful about your image. Kanye's folks absolutely should have uh, have 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 made sure that they were on the up and up with this. There's just no way around it. They they at at Kanye's level, you've got to absolutely be more careful about this. Hey, yeah, do you spend much time uh, doing the whole thrift store thing? Man, I went through a phase where I mean, I, I, when I was working at the radio station a while back, I would get off I'd, for my lunch break. I would go and that within driving distance where I could get to them over the course of a lunch break and come back, there were, at that point, I think they've all closed down, but there were three different thrift stores that I would go and just see what I could find. Every once in a while, I'd find a CD or a computer game or or a shirt, like, a, like an ironic T-shirt that I would that I would buy, and it wasn't a big deal, but it was kind of a hobby for me. Well, sometimes these things, they pay off. 
And it paid off for Laura Young. She was shopping at a Goodwill in Austin, Texas, when she came across a $35 statue, well, a bust of a statue. It reminded her of Dennis Reynolds from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, if you know that that guy. And it made her chuckle, so she bought it. But almost right away, she suspected that this might be something a little different. So she got it outside in the light, and it, he had chips at the base. And she said he had clear repairs. He looked old. She said, I've been to museums and I've seen Roman portrait heads before. So she did a little Google search. She consulted the Goog and started to get a kind of a hunch that this wasn't like a knockoff or anything. So she contacted some auction houses, told them what she'd found. They agreed with her. It might look like Dennis Reynolds, but it's probably going to be a little older than he is. And they were right. It turns out this bust is probably something like 2,000 years old. Once again, she found this at a thrift store. (laughs) It dated back to the time of Jesus, at least, and experts believe it came from Pompeii. And at some point ended up in the collection of a Bavarian king in the 19th century. That collection was looted during World War II, and at some point the bust went missing, Maybe it ended up in the possession of like an allied soldier who brought it back to the U.S., forgot about it. That guy died. The family cleaned out a storage unit. Some stuff happens, yada, yada, yada. Goodwill ends up with it. And Young, who's a good sport about it, she can't legally keep or sell the piece. So she's returning it to Bavaria in exchange for a small, quote, finder's fee. She said, and they said that they're very pleased that a piece of Bavarian history that we thought was lost has reappeared and will soon be able to return to its rightful location. That's from the president of the Bavarian Administration of State-Owned Palaces, Gardens, and Lakes, an agency I don't think we have an equivalent of here in the U.S. So anyway, that statement was released by the San Antonio Museum of Art, which is displaying the bust for a brief time to honor its finding place in Texas. On all... Not a bad reminder to go check out your Goodwill store because you never know what you're going to find. I mean, it could be an old eyesight camera or, you know, something cool, something fun. That old childhood toy that your parents never would buy you. Or it could be a 2,000-year-old statue. I mean, you never know. You You really just never, ever know. One thing I do know is how protective I am of breakfast food. And before we get out of here, I want to share that story with you because it really is interesting. Um, Breakfast food is something that people associate with comfort. Growing up, I mean, for me, it was always the cereal thing. I grew up in the time when for breakfast cereal, 90% of the time the cereal you ate was going to be focused in some way around a movie or a TV show. And it was always that one cereal, you know? It was always that that corn-flavored, poofy cereal. It was C-3PO's, and then it was G.I. Joe Action Stars. It was the same cereal, it was just in different shapes, you know? It was, And then it became Super Mario Brothers cereal or Legend of Zelda cereal. It was just, it was always some sort of branded thing, but it was always the same thing. It was just always in a different shape. So I'm, I I know marketing when it comes to breakfast cereal. It's what I grew up with. These days for breakfast, I end up drinking like some sort of energy drink or a soda and a protein bar. That's pretty much what my breakfast is these days. Kind of sad, I know, but, you know, I'm trying to be healthier and sugar-based cereal just wasn't doing it for me anymore. 
call it the 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 plight of the 45 year old man well anyway Tropicana has come out with this new cereal have you heard about this I feel like we're flying too close to the sun here, Icarus, because this sounds... I understand where I, I understand why they're coming up with this. I totally get it, guys. Tropicana, I understand. I see where the dots are. I see how you're trying to connect them. I, I get it. But they're coming up with a cereal. Tropicana is coming up with a cereal that's made to be used with OJ instead of breakfast cereal milk. These are confusing times, obviously. So they've designed this breakfast cereal in which you pour in orange juice instead of milk. Not sure why anybody would think this is a good idea, but I actually saw a TikTok of a guy trying this. He said, it's better than you'd think it'd be, but it's still, I would never choose this over cereal and milk. It, it doesn't taste comforting, you know? Milk, you get that, you know, get that dairy belly, and it kind of weighs you down a little bit, and it makes you feel all cozy and stuff. I think was it Mitt Romney who talked about that when he was running for president? He talked about how his big thing is like at his nighttime snack is a bowl of cereal because it like it kind of settles your stomach, it kind of gives you that that nice comforted weighted down feeling. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, somehow I worked Mitt Romney into the podcast this week. I don't know. No one's thought about that guy in years. Anyway, um, so Tropicana. It's called Tropicana Crunch. It doesn't need the OJ gimmick. Apparently, it's basically a standard granola recipe. It's kind of sweet. It's kind of a nutty crunch. It should be fine in milk, but they want you to put Tropicana orange juice on this stuff. And, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you might as well coat the whole bowl in Nickelodeon slime. I, ugh. Why would anybody want this? It's, it's, this, it's the good that... I don't believe you can't convince me there was an actual like request for this to be a thing. I don't I don't know that anyone asked for this, but it may just be Tropicana trying to stay relevant. I don't know. <laughs> oh, jeez. Hey, hey, are you working from home? Yeah, before we get out of here, I will say well, this is one more thing. Before you get out of here, um are you working from home because I found this new this this study about people working from home, a majority of workers say they would actually quit their jobs if they required them to return to the office. You see this? The ADP Research uh, Institute, they surveyed more than 32,000 workers in November of 2021 from all over the world. Survey found that nearly two-thirds of the global workforce said they have they have already or would consider looking for a new job if their employer required them back in the office full-time. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I remember a time when people were actually hurting for jobs. Now they're everywhere. I mean, people, I mean, high, I mean, college kids, high school kids are getting summer jobs just by showing up to the interview or by filling out an application. So, yeah, people are saying, yeah, if I have to go into an office, I'm going to walk. I'm done. I mean, and I can't, I can't really relate because, I mean, like half of what I do, like the freelancing that I do, I do from my home studio where I'm actually doing this podcast right now. Um, the other half of my, you know, what I do, I mean, full-time, my full-time gig, I go into the office of the church. And, you know, luckily, I mean, my job allows me to go all over the place and do my job wherever I need to do it. But, I mean, for the pandemic, we were only down for a couple of months before we were back in the office. 
doing stuff because we had missions we had to do. We we, we were out in the community doing stuff, and you know, you know, we had kids who weren't getting their school lunches, so we were out in the community handing out lunches during COVID. I mean, we were doing a lot of stuff. I was working during COVID. And I was out of the house doing a lot of that. So I can't relate. I never got really in the huge rut, the ongoing year-long rut that a lot of people did when they were working from home. I had maybe a couple of months that I worked from home. About the time it started getting old is when I went back to the office. So it was not a huge deal. So these people that are saying I would quit before I went back, I don't don't understand that thinking because – I mean, some jobs require that. I mean, if you have to be in a lot of meetings, I mean, it's just you you talk better in person than you do online. Now, I will say there are some that are calling everyone back because their managers don't know how to manage remotely. They want to have that face-to-face so they can get up in people's faces and yell at people. You can't really do that because, you know, uh, online because if you do that online, they just lower the volume on their speakers and everything's fine. But... It's just it's such a weird thing that we're seeing a society that's turned to this sort of this sort of environment. And I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, before we get out of here, I want to remind you, join us over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all those places. We're also over on uh, YouTube. I need to do more YouTube content. Maybe I'll record I'll record something this week for the YouTube channel. But uh, yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram over on Twitter as well. We're over there as well. Uh, And also, if you're a small business owner or a business that you think that a a nationwide audience would would really benefit from, uh, I'd love to talk to you. Sponsorship of the Mark Over Podcast is actually a lot easier and a lot lower than you think it's going to be. So reach out to me, mark at markharvardcreative.com. Mark at markharvardcreative.com. Dot com. I would love to talk to you about uh, about how we can partner up and see if we're a good fit for each other. You know, we may not be, but uh, I'd love to find out. So, yeah, marketmarkharvardcreative.com. Thanks to you for joining us this week. Have a fantastic week. we got some cool things on the horizon, so keep an eye out for future episodes. In the meantime, it's been the Mark Harvard Podcast, and I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.